Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of Kiddle Hoop. We're all be up at eight. We talk about fun stuff like movies, TV shows, and video games. My name is Jamie, and co-host with me, as always, is my little brother, the best here in the business, Rory Kid. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Best hair in the biz. I best like that hair in the biz. Yeah, um, we got to Saturday. Fuck, this was a week for me. Was it? Why? Yeah, I just had a tough week at work. Oh, I th- okay. <laughs> I thought it was like a, wow, lots of things going on this week. No. Lots to talk about. I mean, yeah, there's lots no, to talk just... about. I mean, there was a big week with the news. We're going to get to that in a minute. This episode's direct, um, dedicated to one specific person. But, um, yeah, on a selfish note, I had a pretty fucking stressful week. How was your week? Uh, it kind of coasted by. Uh, I yeah, wasn't a, wasn't a more, wasn't an exciting week. wasn't a boring week. It was you, just a week. You're in the same position I left you last time. You're sitting on the couch. You're playing Red Dead Redemption Two. I was playing Red Dead Redemption Two as well as simultaneously having friends on in the background. Oh, and also wearing a a trope always sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia t-shirt. t-shirt my Paddy's Pub t-shirt. How many is always sunny in Philadelphia t-shirts do you have? Three. Three. Yes. The riot one. The Riot one, the, the Paddy's Pub one, and the Detroit one. The one that Mac has. Yeah. The all, Ma- the all, all the Mac all t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all Mac's t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually quite jealous. Um, a couple of my friends this week were actually saying, you need to up- up- update your t-shirt game because it's pretty boring. Which is, For you? Yeah, which is why it's I'm not wearing this. just your white t-shirt. Yeah, and I keep looking at your... T- you, ha- you hang your t-shirts up on hangers. I think that's how proud you are of your t-shirts. Also because I don't have a... Like chest of drawers. <laughs> There's no room in my bedroom. Still, I li- I my like bedroom's how, too small. I like how you take your your t-shirt so seriously. I like my t-shirts. I feel uh, like I'm like slowly becoming dad. He well, takes pride in his re- awful t-shirts. Well, dad just has a collection <laughs> of Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts from around the world. And that's his like postcard. Yeah. He does a lot of America t-shirts now. So like, oh, I went to Yellowstone National Park. Come on, I get that t-shirt. He literally gets the t-shirt now. <laughs> dad, dad wants to be an American. I mean, underneath it all, he wants to be an American. Maybe you should get him a Stetson for Christmas. That's a good idea. Cam told me the other day, I said that yesterday, playing Red Dead. We were both simultaneously playing Red Dead <laughs> on two de- separate televisions. I said to Cam, should we get some Stetsons? <laughs> and he went, yeah, if you have an extra $300. Are they $300 for a hat? Quote Cam McDonald, a Stetson is like a suit for your head. Jesus. So you literally, it comes to the shop as a flat piece of leather or um, so it's fabric. Not suede or something. Suede uh, or like leather. Mm. You can choose basically. You know what really? You know what I really hate is when people call suede. Um, what is it? Suede? No, suede. 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 There's a bunch of. I live in Glasgow, and a bunch of Glaswegians call suede. 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 Swed. I'm like, no, 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 Swede. no, use, use your voice, use your, use your brain. Sweet. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, these things come flat with the, the top already formed. Yeah. So it's just like a flat circle with mm. the top on it. And can you choose how, how they, much brim you want? You basically get it tailor made and they measure your head so that it fits perfectly onto your head and you can get like a flat one or you can get like a one side is billed and the other side's flat or. I mean, it's basically a tailored suit. We're in Cam's flat now, as we always are when we record this podcast. And he, there's a, a lot of American memorabilia around this place. Yep. Surprised he hasn't got a Stetson. I think he might. I miss him. But it's in America. I wish he was here. Yeah. Sadly, Cam's not with us today. Just he's, the two of he's us. He's at work. He's on an early shift, making sure crime is stopped. Uh, making sure crime is stopped. Gregor is, uh, I texted him this morning, he's uh, busy working as well. Okay. So we'll get, we'll get, Extra podcast support 
next week, I think. Maybe, yeah. We've got a couple ideas that we love having guests on. Apparently, so <laughs> I get I get better reviews. Um, apparently, we sound too alike. Yeah, you can't tell who's actually yeah. talking. And it's good to have like Cam and Gregor there to differentiate between the accents. Yeah, how we are related. Yeah, so, funny that. Funny that we sound the same. Okay, housekeeping music. Let me get this out of the way. Um, if you're listening to episode eight, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We upload every episode every Monday morning. So if that fits into your commute, give us a download. If you're kind human beings, leave us a not-so-harsh review. We're a bunch of five-star men, so hopefully that reflects in your five-star reviews. Are you a five-star man? I'm a five-star man! Me too, me too. Okay, moving on to the news for this week. Um, brief news. I want to get straight to the big topic. I yeah. think you do too. So first story here, and I do want to talk about this because, oh my God, what the hell is Detective Pikachu? <laughs> and I think I like it. I think I do too. Oh my God. <laughs> that knows exactly what it is, but... I'm a 28-year-old man, and I want to go watch a Pokemon movie. It's so weird. Like, I only found out that it was also a video game, and they've just adapted it into a movie. Apparently so, and apparently in the video game, Pikachu talks to you. Yeah. So this isn't like a surprise for people that probably played the game. But I think this is a surprise. But, but, yeah, but Pikachu who, opens his yeah. mouth, and it's Dared, It's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, who actually played the game. No, because my last, the no last one. movie I watched with Ryan Reynolds was, yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. So watching the trailer, it was almost like... Are we watching a meta Deadpool yeah. episode of Pikachu? It was so surreal when I saw it. And then I think I watched the trailer five times in the space of this week. Yeah. And I think I like it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it at work as well. And one of the guys who is into this kind of stuff hadn't seen it. And he overheard the conversation and he was just like, are you talking about a Pokemon movie? I was like, yeah, yeah, Detective Pikachu. Have you not watched the trailer yet? And he was like, what the hell is that? Why would I watch it? No, seriously, go away and watch it. So I went away and watched it and came back and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not liking that, which is a surprise to me. He's like, yeah, me too. Yeah. I was, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, we'll probably go and see it. Listen, Ryan Reynolds is playing Pikachu and the gag is no one understands him, but his, this one, kid. This one yeah. pal. And he goes around saying Pika Pika to everybody, but this one kid talks. And he sounds like the. Pikachu from the show. Yeah. Pika yeah. Pika. Yeah. And then he can hear him as the quick-witted Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, it is like weirdly having... It's watching a Deadpool Van movie. Van Wilder. <laughs> Van Wilder. Yeah, it's funny. I'll watch... When is it out? Next week? Next year? Next summer. Next summer. I think it's June. Um. Yeah, I'll watch it. It knows what it is, which yeah. I think... I think it could have gone... Could, can, could it be the best video game movie? Oh, that's a good point. Because they've all been shite. I mean, if they had had anyone but Ryan Reynolds play Pikachu... It, Definitely wouldn't have had the same clout. Yeah. I think people, that's probably one of the main reasons why people are excited about it. Or are feeling less skeptical, skeptical about it yeah. because it is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and he will bring the comedy. And I think this this trailer dropped as well the day after some pretty heavy news as well. And it was it was nice and upbeat. We'll get to that heavy news mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, I maybe want to go back and play Pokemon Red, Blue or Yellow. And or even go into the Let's Go Pikachu one. Yeah, I've got a pretty big flight the coming Switch up next one. year as well. I'm going to try and find that. No, not Let's Go Pikachu. I'm going to go play like Pokemon oh, Yellow. Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and we're going back to Mum and Dad's tonight, so I'm going to try and find that in the attic. <laughs> go for it, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, news story number two. You can move on. Have you said yeah, your piece go, of Pikachu? Yeah. Yeah. I said my piece. Yeah, no, back up, I think just before we move on. Did you see all the Pokemon in that, in that trailer? There's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of them, and they range from ones I'm very familiar with and ones that I have no idea. Yeah, that's the only problem I've got with it. If but they, if it's they obviously kept, 
tailoring to ev- all fans. Yeah, football. but if they had kept it to the original one five one, I would have been more happy because I can. Re- that's the only way I can relate to Pokemon. Yeah, but then kids now as kids nowadays don't know the original one one hundred fifty two. Thank you. One hundred fifty one. Fifty two. Mew. That's one hundred fifty one. Mewtwo is the hundred fiftieth. Mew Mew was one hundred fifty one. Hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, sure. call, yeah. <laughs> There's hundred and fifty <laughs> of them all to see. Uh, uh, to be the very best. Uh, I wanna like be. No one ever was. Okay, I'm into it. I'm in. Yeah, I'm let's gonna go see I'm, it. Let's, let's go get it, some yeah. Nando's. Let's <laughs> get some sugar. Get some sugar. We're gonna get an ice blast. <laughs> Funny story. I went. Remember, we went to see the Pokemon movie for my tenth birthday. Dad took We us. mentioned this already on the podcast. Oh, we mentioned yeah. already how Dad fell asleep. Gregor, though. Yeah. The only film I've ever seen Dad fall asleep through during, uh, during the, at the cinema. That's so stupid. Right. New story number two. Sony PlayStation will skip E3 this year for the first time in 24 years. This was huge news. Yeah, I heard this. game news. Listening to uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Mm. Um, Greg Miller, I think it was a Wednesday. Uh, Greg was just doing the show. Yeah. Regular show, talking about games. And then on the Twitch chat, someone went in and sent him a, a message, a, a link to, yeah. a, uh, I think Kotaku broke it or PlayStation broke it themselves. It, it wasn't. It was, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was a magazine mm. that Kotaku, released. I think it was Kotaku. It wasn't. Oh. Um, so yeah, and he just freaked out. And then, that, and then I started looking it up and it's the first time, yeah, first time in 24 years that E3 has been a thing. PlayStation have dropped out. Well, famously, Which, for those that don't know what E3 is, it's a big conference where a lot of the, the games industry come together to showcase uh, new games, new equipment, all that kind of stuff. And usually the big players will be PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. And for the last week while, a lot of Xbox and Nintendo have skewed away from E3 and have done their own little side projects and side shows. Um, yeah, Nintendo in it as well. Though. Nintendo's largely yeah. not doing shows anymore. That's doing video releases of all its products and Xbox. They do their Nintendo Directs. They do their Nintendo Directs, yeah. And Xbox did an event in California. Um, XO. Yeah, it was like Nintendo Live, Xbox Live, or something like that. Yeah. And um, it was to showcase the Scorpio or whatever that Xbox One X thing is. It's basically talking about how sh- they're going to go into streaming. Yeah. Anyway, I think everyone's moving away through it. I think the reason Sony aren't going to be involved in it next year is they're building up the hype for 2020, which is when the PlayStation 5 is slated to drop. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the right now PlayStation is at the top of their game. They don't need any more exposure. They're wanting to build hype up for yeah. uh, the PlayStation 5. And you know what? All the, all the games that are coming in the future, like they keep showcasing trailers for Death Stranding, um, for The Last of Us 2, and I don't need to see any more trailers for that. Like I'm I, buying it. I, like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna buy it regardless. Yeah, 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 and I'm gonna play it. And I don't want them to spoil any more of it. So I think it's a pretty sensible move from PlayStation. Yeah, I also think it's probably they've probably got something massive to share. Be yeah, it it's be the, it PS5. It's PS5. What I what I enjoyed, and I haven't heard anyone else think this, but I thought this Wednesday was. PlayStation PS4's fifth anniversary, mm. five years of PS4. That's the day they decide to say to yeah, everyone, "We're not doing E3. We're doing our own one yeah. after E3, probably." Yeah. To release potentially, yeah, the they'll, they'll, they'll release the trailer. Coincidence? Yeah, they'll release the trailer for this is what PlayStation Five will come out, and it'll be a year from now, and this is kind of what it might look like, and yeah. this is what it'll do. 
and everyone will get super excited and it'll cost an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. probably. <laughs> I'm talking like six, seven hundred pounds, maybe. Yeah. And I, yeah. it's it's the battle of top uh, platform right now because Xbox and PlayStation have always kind of flip flopped. Whereas well, they yeah. brought they brought out the Xbox One and that was more an entertainment system. And then PlayStation had the caption for the players. For the players. So this is a gaming console. Well, yeah, PlayStation doubled down on the fact that we yeah. are we're a gaming network and we're a gaming community, and this is for you guys. Whereas Xbox is really pushing. You can stream TV on this. Yeah. You can watch live TV on this. You can record what you're doing. Um, but then what Xbox has said on their Expo thing, recently uh, just passed was the new Xbox, the Scarlet or whatever they're calling it, Xbox Two, mm. is they're focusing more on games again because they realize what they've done was a mistake. So streaming, yeah, you can stream. They're basically trying to get rid of hard copy discs, which isn't going to be a thing. Well, no, I, I think th- people I th- like to collect. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. I, I know a couple of guys I work with who are, are like ridiculous gamers, and that's what they do. Shout out to Alex Bell, who has listened to this podcast from the beginning. What up, Bailey? Um, I'm Alex. Bell. Bell. Yeah. Right, Bailey. Called him Bailey. I've never called him that, but okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. New nickname. I remember having a conversation with him a while ago about games. It must have been age, ages ago, actually. And he was like, I basically said to him, oh, I went and bought whatever game it was and brought the disc. And he was like, are you still buying hard copy discs? Like, I stopped doing that years ago. Like, the future is downloadable. Yeah, but then you need to look at a console that has a bigger um, hard drive, you know? Yeah, I can't afford that right now. And this is another thing I'm worried about. PlayStation are riding high off the back of a very successful five years. They will have the confidence, if not the arrogance, to maybe price it very high because everyone will want the PlayStation. Yeah. If they continue doing what they're doing and focus on the games and the players, they could have the balls to say, this is going to be five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds worth of console. Yeah, they could. Uh, but that's the other thing that they need to think about is the reason why most people, I think, with the PS4 and the Xbox One went PS4 is the price difference. Xbox One was like 600 quid. Mm. And then the PlayStation was almost half that. Yeah. And that's because Xbox were like, ah, oh, here's 4K and here's this and you can do this. But you need a TV for I, that as I, well. Yeah. I, I am in the, I, I think it might be the majority or the minority to go for what has the best games rather than what looks the best. Mm. Right I'm now- playing Red Dead on a PS4. Whereas apparently it looks better on the Xbox. Yeah, but you've also got Spider-Man, God of War. Um, exactly. Uh, Uncharted, which have just, cha- uh, The Last of Us, but have changed the game for yeah. uh, the consoles. It's a no-brainer for me you need to get a PlayStation, not an Xbox. The Xbox don't have the exclusives. Um, right, going to move on. It's new story number three. Uh, this is a weird one. The Dumbo trailer's dropped. Yeah. So Disney are continuing their spree of live-action remakes, and Tim Burton is directing... <laughs> The new Dumbo. Now, what do you think of this? I honestly forgot this was happening. I was so into the whole Lion King idea. Masawinya. I've been listening a lot of Hans Zimmer recently. I've been listening to a lot of classic FM at the movies to run to. Oh, really? Yeah, it was weird. And uh, Hans Zimmer had a little, like, came on a little bit when I was running yesterday, and I forgot that he did, like, the soundtrack to The Lion King. And yeah. it's fucking kick ass. <laughs> did you run really Oh, well? I ran real fast. Real, <laughs> real fast, fast to the parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. No, no, Dumbo. 
Dumbo. Dumbo. Uh, a Tim Burton movie. Stupid idea, in my opinion. Famously, I'll... we love Tim Burton. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is this is the thing. I think we're a bit biased. I've not been. A, I've never really been a huge fan of Tim Burton. Um, I like the Batman films, and maybe yeah. that's all I can back for, from him from yeah. his portfolio. Um, and we've had a couple of conversations about this this week um, across the family. Uh, Tim Burton's just a bit dark for this, and d- the, the original film Dumbo has some very dark elements, like the whole LSD trippy pink elephant scene. <laughs> pink elephants, pink elephants on parade. This is what I think. So when I heard, oh, Tim Burton doing a Disney movie, he did. Alice in Wonderland, which in itself is quite a weird story anyway. Well, that was Lewis Carroll. worked. Uh, yeah. I think. Dumbo is fucked up as a cartoon. Mm, I can see where the, the theory behind it is. Cause I, I, think he'll do, I think he'll do a really good job. It looks freaky. I don't like the human element to it. So the original, no, that's why I don't recognize. The original Dumbo cartoon is so focused on Dumbo and whoever the mouse is. Who's the mouse? Yeah, Halloween mouse. Man. Yeah. yeah. And there's very rarely <laughs> very rarely any humans in that cartoon. Yeah. And or for, if there are, is it like a Tom and Jerry scenario where you only see their feet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Whereas in the in the trailer you see Dan DeVito is the guy that owns the circus. Yeah. And he's got super white hair That's now. Great. Um Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah. I love Michael Keaton, but he plays like the, the the back the financial backer, I yeah. think. Uh, Colin Farrell is in it, who plays the dad, a, the the owner of Dumbo, and he's got two kids who play with Dumbo, and the film yeah. seems to uh, needs to focus on that human element, and that's not what made Dumbo for me. It was the relationship between Dumbo and his mum and the mouse. Yeah, it's a family movie, isn't it? And it's about how Dumbo and his mum get separated. Yeah, I honestly will need to go and watch the cartoon. Might to, do that tonight, we, Steph. Yeah, before mm. we, Steph will be still up for that, cool. or she won't. I don't know. If, as a Disney fan, this might not be her favorite one. I don't think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember it freaking me out a little bit, just like Alice in Wonderland did as a kid. Yeah. It does have those weird uh, psychedelic tropes. Lewis Carroll, when he wrote Alice in Wonderland, famously, apparently he was on out. Sorry, he was on LSD when he wrote the books. Wow. Um, and I I studied the books in what a legend. Studied the books in uni. It's all about nonsense literature about trying to teach kids the power of your imagination by talking about nonsense. Like uh, the poem, The Owl and the Pussycat. You ever heard of that? Nope. The Owl and the Pussycat went to sea in a pea, playing a fiddle in a pea green boat or something. Yeah, it was weird. And the Jabberwocky? It rhymes. It rhymes, yeah. The Jabberwocky, is that not just a dragon? Well, the Jabber- Jabberwocky is a poem in, in the book. Ah. Um, it's like a, a story within the story. And in the movie, they turn it into yeah a big antagonist. Um, but in the Alice in Wonderland movie, it's it's kind of an adaptation it of the book like and the, and through Alice through the Spyglass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fine. I'll, you know what? If it, I'll, I'll see it. I probably won't go to the cinema and see it. No. But maybe, I will maybe wait for Netflix. Watch or it Sky. when yeah Netflix brings it out over Christmas in two years time or whatever. Yeah. Right. New story number four. Last big, new big story. news. Big news. This is my favorite news story. Me too. Uh, Toy Story four. Game on. Game on. Game on. They released two teaser trailers. One which was kind of weird with them all dancing around in slow motion in a circle. Yeah, and then it got a bit weird. <laughs> and a second one where, if you haven't watched this, there's absolutely no spoilers here. This, this trailer, I'd encourage you all to watch it. And um, They introduced two new characters. And I don't know whether or not they'll actually be in the movie or if this is just viral marketing. But It's a Care Bear rabbit yeah. and a duck. And it, fo- it looks like you're, they're part of a carnival and they're yeah. on a carnival stand. And from searching IMDb, we found out that their names are Bunny and Ducky. 
Imaginative. Imaginative. Original. But they are, I mean, it's funny. This little teaser trailer is funny. Yeah. And I didn't understand it, Roy, and I literally just looked this up before the podcast. Both of them are paid, but played by Key and Peele, the comedians. Who, if you don't know from just by us telling their names, you might know the sketch where the teacher is going, A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. D-Nice. That's that's them. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> technically... That's just one of them. That's just one of them. The but um, Jordan Peele, um, he's now writing as well. He wrote the movie Get Out, which was like made, made waves at the Oscars last year. Yeah. And that's a great film if you want a cool horror film. Liked it not and also did film. not like it. It's a great film. Great film. Creepy. I don't like being scared. Yes. We've been through this. <laughs> but back to Toy Story 4. You know what? I didn't think you needed it, but it sounds like they're doing it right. Yeah. I found it weird as a teaser. They've obviously introduced these two characters, but at the same time, in that teaser, they break the fourth wall. Yeah, they do. And they say, there's going to be a new Toy Story movie? They've already made three of those movies already. I think they're... Why? Yeah, I I think the purpose of the teaser trailer is to keep people calm about it because everyone's saying, well, we don't need a fourth Toy Story movie. We've got the the Trinity. We've got the the beginning, middle, and end. Um, Why? It's weird to have a fourth movie. Um, and this addresses that kind of complaint head on and and blows out the water, really. Like, I'm on, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, it's, to- it's a Toy Story movie. And from the news coming out of um, Tom Hanks and uh, who's the guy that plays Buzz again? Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Uh, yeah, people got really emotional on set and stuff. They yeah. cried. Um, I mean, it gets me in the feels every time I watch Toy Story, especially Toy Story 3. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, pack your tissues. Yes, please. I'll watch it. I can't wait Sand for it. Tissues. They've also released um, scope for not scope um, specs on a third new character called Forkley. Forkley. I want to talk about Forkley. Is, who's a spork with some pipe cleaners wrapped around him and, and some googly, googly eyes. eyes, and he must be some kids. His feet ima- are made from uh, lollipop sticks. Yeah, he must be some kids make make makeshift toy, and he yeah. is in apparently his uh, his um, description is he's in denial. He doesn't realize he is a toy, like kind of buzz. Yeah. Yeah, but also he isn't a toy. <laughs> no, he, well, he's not. Well, he's what not isn't a, isn't a toy? He's not an official toy. There's a can of Pepsi Max in front of me, and if I put some googly eyes on that, true, I could pretend that's yeah. a toy. This is true. So anything could be. And I, I guess when you think back to Sid's stuff, yeah, Sid's toys were a bit is weird Frankenstein monsters. Yeah. Um, and this guy is played by Tony Hale, famously Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. Love it. That's, Love that's a great casting. They've done really well with the casting. He's yeah. a really good actor as well. Uh, good news. Yeah. Real good really news. Really good news. I am intrigued. When is it out? Next year? Yeah, I think it's summer 2019. Because they've now finished voiceovers. Yeah, I think it's in post-production, so I think it's 2019. Hopefully. Um, I should I have written be looking that forward to that. That will be a opening night viewing for us, I reckon. Absolutely. Right, moving on to the big topic. Big, 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 big topic. Some sad news. Very briefly to kick this oh. off. Um, earlier on this week, the the great Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95. 96. No, I thought it was 95. Uh, maybe he wasn't his I birthday think, yet. No, I think it was 95. Okay. Um, so had a fair shift on him. Was yeah, born in 1992. Uh, the founder, um, well, co-founder of Marvel Comics, which really springboarded, uh, springboarded us into the kind of cinematic universe we all see before us now everything yeah. is superheroes and as much stick as superhero films get i fucking love it i think you fucking Sorry. love it and i i think the guy needs 
a lot of respect paid to him because yeah. he has generated so many good stories, so many good films, all with uh, a lot of um, moral messages uh, wrapped in it that so many people find hard to do, but he's, 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 he's done so well with it. So a big thanks to Stanley. And this big topic is, thank you, Stanley. We're going to talk about Stanley and the MCU. All the things he has done. Yes. So general consensus, Roar. How much do you think Stanley has impacted on your life with movies? <laughs> a lot. A lot, maybe. What, what, do you like uh, the Stanley? Uh, do you like the MCU? I love a little it. bit. A I little love bit. it. It's great. It's what I would regard. I try to argue with Dad a lot about it to say it's like our generation's Western. Yeah, that's how. That, that's a good. That's a good map. The Western movies were all the rage back when Granddad was growing up and. John Wayne and all those guys and Robert Redford and who was the other guy? Paul Paul Newman. Newman. You're talking about Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, I've changed it now, but I totally just based Arthur Morgan on Sundance. Sundance Kid. Grew him a mustache, gave him a nice beige jacket and a black hat and he looked sweet. Did he have a hand- handlebar? He did. Yeah, oh, it was nice. sweet. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I think it's it's huge right now and you are ignorant to not actually give one a go, at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to kind of also take into consideration, it's not just the MCU he helped create. There's so many other films in uh, the superhero genre that yeah. he's had uh, a finger in, in creating. So out with, if you don't know, Stanley helped create and co-found Marvel. He created Spider-Man. He created the X-Men. He created Captain America. Spider-Man's his big one, I think. Spider-Man's yeah. the big one, the, the one that got more success. I think everyone considers Spider-Man the tentpool character for marvel um and it was the one which caused most controversy because they had to sell the rights in the early 90s to a lot of their properties to stop marvel going into bankruptcy yeah and they sold spider-man to sony so sony can make movies and that has always been a big kind of contest for they marvel to get them back for spider-man <laughs> i mean they got them back i mean they're sharing the rights they're now sharing, and yeah. they're doing it correct now but we'll get into that more in a little bit but stanley's create he created the x-men he created the Fantastic Four. We've had movies with them as well. Deadpool. Dead. Mm, I don't know if he did create Deadpool. Well, Marvel. It's a Marvel. Yeah, right, it's a Marvel yeah, contract. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think he directly had an, an influence in Deadpool because that was relatively modern. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Stanley had a big impact on you, yeah. Yeah, massive. Me too. I love the MCU. Me too. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm not fucking ashamed to say that. Like, I love escapism. I like getting involved in a movie that I can go and shove popcorn in my mouth and be wowed. Yeah, and it's like our new Star Wars. Yeah, and because Star Wars is so shit now, this is <laughs> this is way way better to get lost in. And some a lot of the movies are now getting stylized directors. Thor Ragnarok was so funny. Black Panther was so kind of thought provoking. Um, Spider Man was a cool like homage to John Hughes movies. Um, like high school high yeah. school angst. It's only getting better for me, and, and, and people are, are worried about superhero fatigue. I'm not, not, no, right, not right not now. At all. I think it will. It is due for a bad movie. I think you because think? I mean, 18 movies, and I well, can maybe only pick. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a massive fan of Doctor Strange or Black Panther. Um, Doctor Strange, yeah, just because Benedict Cumberbatch, even though the casting is so good in it, I think he's so good as Sherlock. That I can't really, like, yeah, I can't why really is he see putting past on an it. American accent. Yeah, I can't really see past it. Good, good casting choice. Yeah. I think 
some of the characters blend into each other now. Like Doctor Strange is kind of like a doctor version of Iron Man of Tony Stark. Yeah, they're both arrogant and um, cocky. And well, you have had a couple of pretty pancake flops. Like Thor: The Dark World was not. Yeah, good. that was pretty bad. And neither was the Hulk movie. Even yeah. though that kind of still holds up a little bit because it was one of the first movies they mm-hmm. made. But um, they have been a couple flops. Captain America 1 wasn't amazing. Captain America 1 is a weird one because they needed to do it to kick off the MCU properly. Yeah. And kick off his character the properly. The first Avenger. The whole Avengers thing. I think they did right by bringing in the Russos for the second one and making it a real thriller. A real kind of espionage film. That's a great film. movie. That's a really good film. Um, we'll go into all the MCU films in a minute. But um, let me ask, have you ever read any of his comics? Any of the actual Marvel comics? So we spoke about this before recording the pod, and I said no. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I read a few issues of Spider-Man when I was living with Fraser in Perth. Does he collect the comics? Yeah, he bloody loves comics. See, we were never comics kids. No. Um, We were more video game kids. Video (laughs) games and movies. That's why we have a podcast about it now. Um, But yeah, I, I feel slightly guilty that I've never picked one up and read one. Mm. I was always into Batman as a kid more. And I remember going on holiday a couple of times at an airport. So mom and dad got me a couple of Batman comics reading the plane. Um, and I, yeah, so like that, that's my only actual comic kind of, uh, like my, my only introduction into comics yeah. at all. I've not really had any involvement in the Marvel cinematic universe or the Marvel comic universe. Um, that's what I mean. Go, looking back on it now though, I feel like I know, so much about the Marvel comics and the Marvel lore after watching the films. Like I could tell you all about the secret wars. I could tell you all about the um, infinity war infinity stones and infinity war um, story arcs. I can go back and tell you all about how uh, the dark Phoenix saga happens because I started digesting um, that YouTube videos and YouTube like film essays and stuff yeah. all on it because I got so into the movies. But, but this is the thing with, uh, book adapt movie adaptations of books or comics so to speak is infinity war was changed completely uh so so yeah to, to help so was civil war yeah to, to help with the movies to help formulate around the the narrative of the movies which is fine yeah i think take those liberties especially if you own the properties but it helped me respect it more and go back and, and find out where did those stories come from like we didn't realize up until the end of the first avengers film that we were heading towards an Infinity War and yeah. Thanos. Thanos totally. was the big reveal. So before that, we'd had what? Hulk, Iron Man, Iron Man. Captain America 1, Captain America 2. Iron Man 2. No, yeah, sorry. I mean Iron Man 2. And then Avengers? No, oh, Thor. And yeah. then Avengers. So Avengers was the sixth film. Yeah? Is that right? Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to get Maybe. all this up. <laughs> MCU films. Sorry for this little quick Google. Is List of Marvel Cinematic. Where you can edit this out, can't you? Yes, I can. Right. Okay. The first. So well, phase one was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, then the Avengers, and then the Avengers. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Avengers number six. Um. So it took six films to realize that they were actually heading towards an Infinity War arc. And that the Tesseract was actually the Space Stone. Yes. Yes. That's, I mean, this is a case study in how to make a cinematic universe, I think. I don't necessarily think when they had Iron Man and Iron Man 2, well, maybe Iron Man 2, but Iron Man involved, 
they were heading towards that, like that arc. Yeah. But you know what? They 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 doubled down and they stuck by it, and it took them six films to thread in a plot line that would end up feeding a 22, 22 movie story arc, all yeah. in all. That's that is patience and a case study, a masterclass in how you want to do these uh, cinematic universes. Because DC fucked it up. Universal tried to introduce they tried a, it really a, dark, a dark, dark universe, universe yeah. for the monsters, which has fucked it up. Tom Cruise is a mummy. Because they try and keep up with Marvel and the speed Marvel have, have, have gotten to, the, the momentum Marvel have gotten to. But Marvel have put in the groundwork. Yeah. And it's been 10 years in the making. I mean, when did they start? They started... So Iron Man came out in 2008. Yeah. And the Incredible Hulk. I was in sixth year high school when Iron Man came out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Avengers came out in 2012. So in that four-year period, Marvel had six films. And that all threaded into the big Avengers. Just as they tried to do it in two. Um, the Dark Universe tried to do it in one and failed. And I've tried to repeat that process over and over. Like, remember Gregor and I were talking about last week, Dracula Untold. Yeah. That was apparently supposed to kick off. With the... Uh, yeah, with Evans. Luke, What's his name? Luke uh, Evans. What Cam called him, shit Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's Welsh, apparently, as well. He is Welsh. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, that apparently tried to kick off that dark universe, but then they revamped it with Tom Cruise's mummy, and yep. Tom Cruise was trying to make a cinematic universe around himself, I think. Yeah, they had a vampire in a jar. Yeah, man, that was weird. You need to learn from Marvel. If you want to make a, a cinematic universe, they've done it right. Don't, don't like, shoehorn it. Don't try and force your way into a universe. Make a movie and see if people want more. Do and you, if they want more, then you can adapt. Do you agree that there's a crisis of tone in Marvel movies? That they're now like one fits one tone fits all? Like everything has to feel and look the same? Because I feel like it did suffer from that. Yes, they, until Ragnarok came about. Not even so Ragnarok. I think when you start looking at um, Winter Soldier and then Guardians. I was into a podcast the other day where... And they were complaining that they can't tell the difference between uh, a movie directed by James Gunn, i.e. Guardians, and Kenneth Branagh, i.e. Thor. And I could disagree with that because, yeah. especially with Guardians, Guardians was its own thing. It was funny. The, uh, the soundtrack was the soul of that film. The color grading was completely different. Exactly. And the characters bounced off each other way better than they actually did in the Avengers. Um so I'm I'm I I can I can see where the argument of tone comes from, but I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it is like a it is a comedy action movie in most of them. You know, there it is an action movie, but there are lots of comic comic parts in it that you can have a little bit of comic relief, a little bit of a laugh. Oh, we're back to some action. Here's some drama. Oh, some comedy. I that's they've it's a formula that they've done really well, um, and I think Ragnarok really changed it where they completely changed the color palette hmm. made it a lot more comic booky hmm. rather than serious movie like iron man one was yeah i like i, I like the new thor now i think he's they, great. Need, they needed to do something with the new thor that was yeah. the issue yeah. because the last few form thor films were stop dying his eyebrows kind of floppy yeah dying eyebrows having weird hair having a crown um, I mean, I, I get the, so you know, the, the Thor one movie, which was directed by Kenneth Branagh, that was like supposed to be a take on the Shakespearean interpretation of Marvel. So like Shakespearean dramas and family dramas and tropes. And right. that's why Kenneth Branagh, who's a Shakespearean actor and director, was brought in to direct it. Mm. And you can see it. And I actually have a lot more time for Thor when you look at it from that perspective. But it's no 
Guardians movie, which is still my favorite Marvel movie. Guardians one. Is it? Yeah, Guardians one. What's your favorite Marvel movie? Looking through them now, my favorite Marvel movie might be Homecoming. That's good. It's good. Homecoming was just again another one. A breath of fresh air for Spider Man. Yeah. And I really like Tom Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I love Tom Holland. Do you like Tom Holland? In his Spider Man costume. <laughs> I'm Spider Man. Aunt May, she she knows who I am now and I'm gonna make a new movie. I don't know. <laughs> I wanna be your best friend, Tony Stark. Um doing the stock thing and I said no to his suit because oh. I want to be your friendly neighborhood. I used to be in Billy Elliot but now oh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm a dancer and a gymnast. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm jealous of his career. I'm super <laughs> jealous of him too. He's, he's made it. I failed to mention actually side note almost ran into Tom Holland during the Edinburgh Fringe this year. Oh yeah? Yep. I was hanging out at a comedy show in the Voodoo Rooms in Edinburgh yeah, behind anyway. Rose anyway. Street. Mm-hmm. And I saw on the billboard uh, someone Holland. And I was like, oh, Steph said that Tom Holland's dad is a comic and he had a show in Edinburgh. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's him. He's got a last name Holland. Left, went Mm. back to the flat. And then I saw on Instagram later that day, Tom and his little brother were in the voodoo rooms being like, just saw dad in his comedy show. Heading back to London now, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, when I read about like when Tom Holland was announced as Spider Man, I did a little bit of research on it because I wanted to know who the hell is this kid. Yeah, it looked like looked cool, looked young, looks looked like who Spider Man should be. He's like twenty one, twenty two. Uh, yeah, twenty. Mm, I think when he was cast, he was like eighteen or nineteen, and right. then when the movie came out, he was twenty one. Um, yeah, his dad got him into acting. He was in Billy Elliot as a ballet dancer and Broadway played, Billy Elliot. Um, West End Billy West Elliot. End. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, Broadway's New York. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, West End Billy Elliot, and I think he was originally a dancer, a background dancer, and then he got the part of Billy of Billy, and kind of uh, headlined that for a couple of years while he was in school, and that thrust him into acting. He was in The Impossible, which was the movie about the yeah, tsunami. Yeah, McGregor. Yeah, and then he was in a Ron Howard film about. It was like the original Moby Dick film. Yeah, which also starred uh, Chris, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, which I think helped him get the Spider-Man game. Yeah, I think so. Because he was like, this bloody kid, he's a good actor. You should bloody hire him for a bloody Marvel movie. Uh, bloody I, I, So much Australian. time for Chris Hemsworth. Uh, his, I've, I've got him on Instagram. Yeah, he's really he's funny. funny. He's so funny. He's doing like a I want to be push-up every every hour or something yeah, like 20 push-ups that. an hour and they're yeah. in a taxi and they're like when it calls you got to do it and they're pushing up and funny funny dad uh, see we used to do that we used to play the game of you know what the game of life is no so it's a, so we used to play it when we go on holiday especially the ski trips um where you're not to say a specific word and if you do you've got to drop whatever you're doing and do push-ups okay so we were in a gondola um like a bubble going yep. all the way up to the top of a mountain and um one of our pals ross i, he, I doubt he listens to this podcast I've got it on Cook. video. Not Ross Cook. Um, it said the word, whatever the word was. And uh, he had to drop in the middle of this gondola with a bunch of strangers and put his feet up through the window because he couldn't get down flat to do <laughs> the push-ups. Uh, it was really funny. Um, but that, back in our more immature yes, days. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uni. Uni. Uh, so yeah, big fan of Homecoming. Yeah. Um, I think a lot needs to say for that. I like the John Hughes take on Spider-Man being back in high school. That's the Spider-Man I want to see. Yeah. Especially at this in this uh stage of the mcu where not just leaving high school but in high school in high school yeah 
I'm looking back at the Tobey Maguire movies, man, he's old. Super old. So old. Like he's he was got, like 30 when they filmed that. Well, he's, he's eaten into his pension and he's got gray <laughs> hair. And, and the context of that movie is so off where him and Harry are meant to be best friends. But Harry, James, like, Franco. James Franco, James Franco, but Harry like joins like the last day of high school. Like he joins graduation day. And then throughout the movie, they talk about, ah, remember those, mm-hmm. those basketball times, those basketball like, times. You've been there a day. <laughs> How are you suddenly best friends? They're, they, those movies do not hold up. No, I try to go watch them again. When kind of funny, we're doing the, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man review and had to stop like, like halfway through the I, first one. I I pursued. Like, nah, couldn't do it. Um, like the Green Goblin casting, though, I liked uh, Willem Dafoe, even though, yeah, the costume is awful. Yeah. He looks Mo- like a... Emotionless. <laughs> yeah, emotionless. And he looks like a, a, a weird kind of motorbiker with angst. Yeah, yeah, he's just got a really gay motorbike helmet. Yeah. The CGI is not great in that either, if I remember. It's a scene where... You know the scene where he's blowing up the, the party with the balloons? Yes, I know what you mean. And he's like... He's running across a, a, a wall... On a, on one of his his webs, yeah, and you can tell like he's on a set that they just rotated and he's just running normally. I'm just like, yeah, I can see yeah, what you're doing there, you but mean, like yeah. uh, it's a bit odd. It's like put a little bit more effort into your your cinematography, mate. Yeah, not who's, great. Who who's um Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi directed those. Sam Raimi. Raimi. Uh, famously, the third one was god awful because the studio got involved and wanted Venom. Yeah, and um, he came back, and apparently that's <laughs> awful. Have you seen the new Venom? No. Uh, I heard it's bad. It's doing very well at the, cin- at the yeah. box office. Um, I think that's just Tom Hardy. Tom though. Hardy's a great friggin' actor. Yeah. And he does the... You know what? He does the character of Eddie Brock justice, but it's it suffers from the same trope as... Yeah, I watched it at the cinema. Oh, okay. Me and Cook went to see it. Um, shout out to Ross Cook. Who what up, Cook? I think he started listening to the podcast as well. Thanks, Cookie. Thank you, Cookie. Um, we went to see it, and it suffers from the same... The, the same tropes that the old Spider-Mans did as well. It's a Sony production. It has nothing to do with Marvel, and you can tell. Marvel just have that extra spark, to that extra layer of detail, yeah. that better kind of thread of storytelling because everyone's weaving into the same narrative that it's like almost more care has gone into the story and the plot and the characters. Venom is good. I hate the backstory. I hate how they try and turn him straight into an um, anti-hero. Venom is more compelling in the beginning as a villain. And in his origin story, he is the anti-Spider-Man. He's, he hates Spider-Man. And I think they don't do him justice one in Spider-Man 3. And it could have done so much better pitting him against Tom Holland Spider-Man in an MCU yeah. crossover. And they royally shot their wad, I think, there. He, he does, and just to be devil's advocate here, he does in the comic books become an... Uh, anti-hero yeah but you need to get there but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to get there and his uh, it's weird like in the movie you probably read reviews about it they try and give him more personality about how he, like venom claims to tom hardy that he was a loser back in his planet and tom mm. hardy right now is a loser because he lost his job and he's lost his girlfriend right. so they're now best pals i'm like <laughs> two losers stop trying to thread <laughs> in like I, the movie didn't know what it wanted to be was yeah. it was it horror was it it should comedy? have been r-rated in my opinion oh yeah um, and you can tell it's not an MCU thing. Stan, Stan Lee's in it. He's got a wee cameo. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> you won't get that one. But yeah, I'm gutted that's not in the MCU. So you got any more favorite MCU films? Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok stands up to Taika Waititi changed the game for you. Yep. Big Taika. Uh, the Guardians movies and 
Guardians movies, Infinity War, Civil War, and Winter Soldier. Probably my top. I've read. Six. I read. Um, well, not read. I, I listened to a podcast. One of the uh, show me the meaning. Um, the movie podcast I listened to that I told you about. One of the critics on that, Austin, um, argues that Infinity War. He loved it. He loved Infinity War, but he's never been a huge comic book like fan. Yeah. His argument was uh, he thinks this is the death of cinema, as oh, in shit. original ideas. Uh, not so much original ideas. It going to imagine like when was the last time you went to watch well you've done it we've talked about this how often do you now go to a cinema to watch a two hour long movie that is a standalone um piece of fiction yeah that is about anything but superheroes that isn't a sequel that isn't a sequel oh damn first man oh first man yeah, so yeah, yeah. but also it's not a fictional movie true when, okay so for, for we, because we've talked about first man already yeah when was the last time you went to the cinema out with first man to go see just a standalone film like i'm probably gonna go see um, it, it was a sequel what? cam and i went to go and see the equalizer 2 what which is, which the, is denzel denzel just loves killing people big denzel making sure that he equalizes the law yeah no he just he just kills people emotionlessly is that a word? <laughs> is the first equalizer the one where he like works in a, a hardware store? Yeah, he works in a B and Q. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like American version of B and Q. Yeah, it's like what's that Bed Bath and Beyond or yeah, something? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. And then he like he don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> you were citing TLC. Uh, come on, guys. I don't. I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> I don't want no scrubs. Do you not see that? That's TLC, boss. <laughs> movie quote there. Name that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 10 points if you can name that movie that we just quoted. Tweet us at Kiddlehood on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we just start using our Twitter handle more. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, tweet us at Kiddlehood. That's a really good reference. Yeah. Oh, who's in that film? Michael Keaton. And? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, hey, you see my movie? I'm not going to say it because you need to tweet us at Kiddlehood and say hello to your mother for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time for that. Yeah. I want to go over to the States and try his hamburgers. The Wahlburgers. The Wahlburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just opened one in Britain, did he not? Have they? In London, maybe. Maybe. Probably. Probably. London, London. gets everything God before damn us. It. Um, what were we talking about? Movies. <laughs> yeah. So this is a the death of cinema. So the the I argument the argument is this big tentpole movie that's twenty two movies in the making. Is this now what we're going to expect from a movie? Infinity War isn't, and as as traditional movies are are, are built as up, a standalone movie, it doesn't make sense as a standalone movie. Yeah. If you go in with no expectations on on previous Marvel movies, you're not going to understand anything in this movie. You won't understand any of the characters. There's no setup. The start makes no sense. The start will make no sense to you. Um, the payoff won't make any sense to you either. When like spoiler, if you're not seen it, when ha- everyone dies, it's been out for a long time. When yeah. half when the half the cast dies, you don't know the repercussions of that. You don't know why that is. The stones, the Infinity Stones, are explained because the movie assumes going into it, you, you know what's, you happening, know what's yeah. happening. And guess what? Everyone that went in to watch it probably did. And it made so much money. It was so popular. So Austin argues, is this the death of cinema? If, if this is the norm now, is this, if this is what's making the most money, most studios will be focusing on building movies around um, uh, cinematic universes and big temple event movies like Infinity War. Yeah. In that case, if that's the case, will we ever get another Titanic? Will we ever get another Shawshank Redemption? Will we ever get another Jaws? Indiana Jones, Star well, Wars. Fuck. Do you know well, what I mean? They're kind of they're, franchises. Yeah. But you're never going to get standalone big, what, like Inception. Will we ever get another Inception? Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, Chris Nolan's not going to go. Hopefully. I'm, 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 
hoping. So are you worried that the MCU is not, is it is the MCU the deaths of cinema? No, I think what they've done is they've, they've raised the bar of storytelling and cinematic universes. Mm. But I think people will try and fail like they have done, DC and Universal. And when they do fail, I think they'll then go back to trying, we'll just do our own IP. We'll, we'll come up with a story. And hopefully that's the way it'll, it'll go. Yeah, I agree. They'll move away from the cinematic universe and try and do one great movie. I think they've got big plans for Phase 4, and we've talked about that in the first podcast, which was a bit sketchy. But mm. I think they've got big plans for Phase 4, and they've probably mapped out Phase 5 too, depending yeah. on how Phase 4 will go and, and whatever strands that will go into. But I would like them to see... I'd like to see them calm down and do maybe standalone pocket movie, like pocket stories about specific characters and specific scenarios. I mean, yeah, they're bringing that into Netflix or Disney+. Plus. But I don't want to see it go straight to streaming. I want it to yeah. be a movie. I want to go and watch um, Spider-Man have a, a side story, you know, with, with Venom. And that would be pretty cool. That isn't a, yeah. a thread into a larger cinematic universe that can sit on its own. And you don't have to worry about... So kind of sure like the Daredevil the series, but as a movie mm. rather than a 10-part series. The first season of Daredevil, not Deadpool, Daredevil is good. Yeah. I like it. I'm almost finished it, the third. It's incredible. Oh, people are saying that. I'm probably not going to watch it. Do it. Oh, it's so good. Okay. It's getting better. Right. So I've got a quiz for you. A quiz? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go through not just the MCU movies, but all the comic book movies that Stanley has cameoed in. And I want you to tell me what the cameo was. Oh, what a what a quiz! But really quickly, I'm gonna. So for those that don't know who Stanley is, shame on you. But this is who Stanley was. So Stanley, we've mentioned it already. He was an American comic book writer, editor, and publisher, and was the executive vice president and publisher of Marvel Comics. Um, he was born in 1922 in New York. So 1922. Yeah. Before the Great Depression. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, he's seen some shit. Yes, he has. Yes. He's lived through some crap. His parents were remaining in Jewish immigrants and Lee co-created characters such as Spider-Man, The nice. Hulk, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Daredevil, Thor, The X-Men, and many, many more. In addition, he challenged the comics industry's censorship organization, the Comics Code of Authority, indirectly... Sorry, my computer just went off. Indirectly leading it to updating its policies. Lee subsequently led the expansion of Marvel Comics from a small division of a publishing house to a large multimedia corporation that is today. Um, he had a cameo, so yep, he's got cameo appearances in most Marvel films and television projects, with many yet to come out posthumously. So they've shot some after he's passed away. Oh, that's clever. So he'll still turn up. So he is, and who someone announced the other day that his cameo has been shot in Miss Marvel. Was it Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. And another one, what's coming out next year? Homecoming. Not homecoming. Homecoming too. Far from home. Homecoming too. Yeah, far from home. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go through each film, and I'm gonna try and put some curveballs in here for you because some of them, I doubt you've actually seen. Cool. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. So uh, I'll keep a tally of the ones I get right. Okay. The first ever Stan Lee cameo. Yes. Play along at home if you know. You know where that was? The first ever Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Was it was in 1989. Bugger. Oh, was it the original Spider Man movie? No, it was The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, with what's his name? Dan, not Joe, blah, blah, blah. The original, the original one. Yeah, the original Hulk guy. 
Who tries to fight him? Will Ferrell tries to fight him in a movie. <laughs> Will Ferrell tries to fight him in a movie? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's I Love You, Man. It's... Uh, oh, yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd tries... Not Paul Rudd tries to fight him, though. Jason Segal Jason's, tries to yeah. fight him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, come on, Hulk. Joe Ferregno? Joe Ferregno. That's what it is. That's his name, yeah. So, do you know his cameo in The Trial of the Incredible Hulk? Is he, like, Caesar? Or, like, the... The guy that does the thumb thing. The judge? The, yeah, that the guy. The judge. No, he's not the judge. Okay. But that's a good guess. Okay, so, Ro- you got that one wrong. Put no, no mark for Rory there. Nope. Stanley's first live-action cameo was as a jury member in the TV movie The Trial of the Cradle Hawk, which came out in 1989. Oh. Bloody hell. So, that started... So, okay, that started the big... Started the little cameo. The big trend. Yeah. Now, Stanley wasn't in a, a, a Marvel property movie as a, in a cameo until 2000. The next film was X-Men. Nice. What was Stan Lee's cameo in Brian Singer's 2000 movie, which doesn't hang up, doesn't hold up either, because <laughs> they all wear weird leather, X-Men. Stan Lee was... Weird bondage and shit. Was he the cage fighter announcer? Cage fighter? And, oh, when, uh, when Wolverine's, Wolverine's cage beating fighter. the shit with the guy right. with the, the claws. That's a cool scene. That is a cool scene. God, but he's also tiny in that scene. Yeah, he's small. <laughs> that's meant to be the future. <laughs> well, no, Wolverine is tiny. No, I mean like muscle-wise. Oh, right, like yeah. He's no, a muscle-bound freak yeah, now. He's not, yeah, he's not jacked in that. Uh, now that I've said that, I think it's wrong. But. There's a scene where he's running through the man- mansion with like his top off, and he's just like he's a regular dude. Regular dude. Yeah. I'm like, oh, respect. Then I'll, you see I'll look like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you see him now playing then. Nah. Yeah, apparently, like, famously, Hugh Jackman now doesn't drink water for like a day and a half before yeah, he's on camera. Yeah, bad. So he looks jacked. Just dehydrated. That's bad. Uh, no, so in 2000, oh. the X-Men film, Brian Singers. Yeah. Wh- wh- who was he? You, th- you said he was I the... thought he was in that bar where he's having the cage fight. Yeah, okay, you're incorrect. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. His first, uh, so in X-Men, Stan Lee was a hot dog vendor on the beach. He is surprised when Senator Robert Kelly emerges from the water. Oh, shit. So he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember when he that. Comes out of the water and he's all weird and naked and fishy. Yeah. yeah. He fell through the pipe. Right. Stanley's next cameo was in Spider Man 2002, which is Spider Man 1. Spider Man 1, yeah. Yeah. Sam Raimi's first Spider Man. Yeah. Do you know who he is in that? Oh, this is so difficult. I should know because I watched it recently. Um,. I'll give you a clue. Oh, he's in the crowd. Where? He's in the crowd during the big balloon thing. Yes. Uh, but I can't remember what he says. No, I didn't, he didn't say anything. I'll oh, give you that. Yeah. I'll give you a point for that. Yes. So he showed up as a surprise bystander who saves a little girl from debris in Spider-Man when the Green Goblin blows up the balcony. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yes. Yeah. Okay, one point for Rory. Point for well Rory. One out of three. Well done. He then shows up in 2003's Daredevil, which... Was awful. Oh crap! With Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck in biker leather Could and not. sliding down rails and Could stuff. Not give, is couldn't is he a policeman? He's not a policeman. So are you going to give up on this one immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, a young Matt Murdock saves a distracted Stanley from walking into traffic as Daredevil because uh, uh, Stanley was too busy reading a newspaper to notice a bus coming. Oh okay. What did the newspaper say? Um, I don't know, but Matt Murdock's blind and thinks yeah, the whole totally, the, yeah. the joke is I can tell you're in danger, Stanley. <laughs> Nice one. Nice one. This nice. one's a good one. Um, have you ever seen, so 2003's... Uh, Space Odyssey. <laughs> no, two th- no, it's 2001, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> 2003's uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. The Eric Banner. Did you ever oh, see that one? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. So that came out in 2003. 
um, Universal has the rights to Hulk, which yeah. is that weird kind of. There was a weird. There's a weird relationship yeah. there. So um, that came out in 2003 and has no relation to Marvel whatsoever now. Um, I know... have given myself an X already. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, so you don't know? You don't I don't know, know, the, know okay, what the was. <laughs> so in 2003's Ang Lee's Hulk, Lee and former Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Nice. Were security guards in 2003's Hulk. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he speaks for the first time. Uh, this is so. This is the, apparently the first, first line he ever, ever had. Yeah, in, in, cool. in a cameo movie. Anyway. That was 2003. Does he say Excelsior? He doesn't. I think he just says Hulk. Oh, okay. Apparently. That's what I'm reading here. Uh, okay. Next movie was Spider-Man 2 in 2004. Sam Raimi back for action. This is arguably his best movie. The Spider-Man uh, 2 with Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah. The Of the Tobey Maguire series. Of the Tobey Maguire yeah. series, which yeah. doesn't hold up in which my opinion. Know. Even though um, Alfred Molina, is that yes. Doc Ock? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's yeah, Indiana Jones's little Mexican friend. He is. He's the one with the tarantulas on his yeah. back. Yeah. Toss me the whip. Toss me the whip. Um, so who is Stan Lee playing in Spider-Man 2? Uh, Spider-Man 2. Oh. Um, I feel like you're going to be really good towards on, the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is he in the bank? No, he's not. No. Bugger. No, so no points for Rory. He saves a woman from rubble while Spider-Man clashes with Doc Ock on the clock tower. He loves saving people in Spider-Man, doesn't Spider he? What are we superhero he is? Good for him. So apparently in a blooper scene as well, which was taken in the movie, he was given a line bit that was uh, cut from the uh, movie. Okay. The next film to come out, which was Garbage, was Fantastic Four in 2005. Not Fantastic Four Stick. Not Fantastic Four It was Fantastic this, Four. This was featuring... Captain America as the Human Torch. Captain America <laughs> is the Human Torch in this, yeah. Just to be a little Chris bit confusing. Evans. Chris, yeah, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. Who was Stan Lee in this film? Do you remember? Because I actually remembered this. Um, I'm trying to go through the movie really quickly in my head. Is, is he a scientist? Is no. that your final answer? Yeah. That was just an educated guess, was it? Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, not correct. He was <laughs> a, in fact, lot of, a lot of red X's. <laughs> <laughs> he was, in fact, a mailman. So in Fantastic Four in 2005, Lee appears as a mailman called Willie Lumpkin, a character he actually created in the comics. Oh, wow. Um, he greets the Fantastic Four as they enter the building that they have their base of operations in and gives... Uh, I don't remember that. ...gives Mr. Fantastic uh, a letter. I don't remember any of that movie. He's got either. lines in it, I think, as well. They talk and stuff. Really? Yeah. Um, but I don't like that film, so we'll never watch it again. And I, don't I only know it. him as one mailman, but we'll get to that bit. Right, okay, the next film was X-Men's Last Stand in 2006. That's the next movie? Well, oh, he wasn't yeah, in, he wasn't in X2. Yeah, he wasn't in X2. X-Men's Last Stand. Fuck Brian Singer, not put him in X2. Yeah. Selfish. Bastard. Brian Singer's a bit odd. You know, he got chucked off the Bohemian Rhapsody movie for being weird. Nice. He was directing it, and then the studio were like, why are you never coming to work? Why are you Probably always drunk? a really good movie. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so X-Men Last Stand, you know who he was in... 2003s, 2006s even, X-Men Last Stand. I, I have a feeling it's not a huge thing. Like he's it's it, watching yeah. television. Easily forget about this one. Yeah. Is he watching the news? No, he's not watching the news. What happens in that film? I'll give you a clue. It's the whole Phoenix thing. It's the, yeah, it's the Gene beginning of the Phoenix goes mental and kills everyone. Yeah, so I'm not going to give you this point. because Explodes you... Professor X. He just blows up or disintegrates or whatever. That does happen in the yeah. film. But no. Uh, so <laughs> Lee gets extremely weirded out when Jean Grey begins, begin, begins, begins. 
begins unleashing her telekinesis in X-Men The Last Stand. Um, he is watering the lawn next to her house. Fuck's sake. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Got a hose and everything, and he freaks out oh, when she God. starts freaking out. What a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he has any input on what he should be in as a cameo. I, I think sometimes he might do, but depending on how creative and cool the yeah. films are, because some of the cameos are really good towards yeah. the end. Um, the next one, again, I'll have a shitty one for you, Rory. Sorry. 2007's Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> what a shit film. Goddamn. Uh, he is a scientist again. <laughs> interesting to think, actually. Oh, wait, another mailman. No, he's not yeah, a mailman okay. in this one. This is an interesting one because I, I wonder, can you quickly Google, what year did Wedding Crashers, the movie, come out? Really? With, um, wow. Wow. Look, not, wow. Not Luke Evans. What am I talking about? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. And Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Let's let's We're go let's go a crash a wedding. Wow. I like to whisper in a kind of weird way that makes me eccentric and people like me. Come they? on, Kimo yeah. Salby. Wow. It you came out in two thousand and five. All right, it's two years before this. Good, but cameo here okay. in Fantastic <laughs> Four: Rise of the Sober Surfer. There's a wedding at the end, and Stan Lee is a wedding crusher. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he shows up in a tux and is like hitting on girls. That's great yeah. <laughs> uh and uh, yeah it's almost like a, i think it's a homage to that film i don't know if it's the same studio 20th century fox 20th century fox imdb says i don't know where to find it in imdb oh well <laughs> Let, let's just say it is we'll say yeah uh okay spider-man 3 this is the first one i remember actually i think you should get this one i should spider-man 3 was the venom one uh-huh god damn it <laughs> I watched this recently because kind of funny we're doing the review and I went back to watch it as well. And I remember watching and thinking, oh, I do remember this. I think it's the first one I remember, the first cameo I I realized, oh, Stanley's in all of these. Does he speak to Spider-Man at one point? He does. Yeah. God damn it. Come on. I'm going to push you for this. We've got so many films to get through. Is he like a bus driver? No. No, damn it. Wrong film. He is a bus driver in one cameo. Right, so um, in this one, Peter is in Times Square watching like a, a an advert for Spider-Man in like one of the billboards. Stanley's standing next to him, and Stanley turns to Peter and goes, "Ah, oh, I guess one man can make a difference." What a hero! What a hero, Stanley! Look at you! What right. a nice cameo. The fright. This is where you'll get this. This is the. I've got one right. So you got one right. This is where your stride starts. Okay, because we're starting with 2008's Iron Man. Good. Who was Stanley in 2008's Iron Man? <laughs> holy crap how do you not know this this is like one of the best ones as well I don't know come on I'm pushing for you don't google it I'm not googling <laughs> okay. it okay I don't know right <laughs> god damn it Tony Stark greets him on the way into a ball uh, a fancy ball and says hi Hef because Stan Lee is playing Hugh Hefner Oh, son of a bitch, Sur- he is. Surrounded by ladies, he, uh, he's playing the Hef at the charity gig that Tony Stark shows up to. So annoying. That's a great one. You won't get this one, I don't think, either. 2008's The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. He's no. It, the, the, like, face on. Is he a general? Well, no, no, no like, face on. Like, I, I think I've only ever watched that film once. Like, one of the, the MacGuffins in that film is that weird green drink, um, which is like has like, w- weird chemicals in it, which is like the MacGuffin of that movie. There's a scene where he grabs a drink uh, out, of the f- out of the fridge, drinks it, and then dies. Because um, it's infused with Bruce Blanner's blood, apparently. 
um, and it's like full on. Right. Oh. So, uh, yeah, no points for you there. Sorry. What are you on, two? <laughs> one. one out Still of, on one. One out of? One out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> you know what? I don't think you'll get this one either. One out of twelve. I don't think you'll get this one either. Iron Man 2. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Who is he in Iron Man 2? What happened in Iron Man 2? Everyone knows he's Iron Man. It's towards the beginning as well of the movie. Is he in That's the is he in the crowd at the gig? You know how he like lands at this on stage. He's to in AC the DC. crowd on the way out of the gig. Uh, give me that though. No, because <sighs> he's playing a specific person in it. Is he? Yeah. Oh, it's very quick though, and Tony. It's like then the last one. Tony says hi to him. So he meets Tony on the red carpet and yeah, when Tony's walking out of the gig. Yeah, basically. You need to give me the character. Oh, okay. I'll give you a half point for it. How am I meant to know who he's playing? I'll give you a half point for it. He's playing Larry King, the political um, uh, talk show host from the, from the US. He's got like, he famously wears giant glasses and big kind of braces, suspenders. Um, you'll see him on TV a lot. I doubt you'll know who he is. So that's a bit shit for you. Sorry. Mm. Playing Larry King. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, next one. Thor, 2011. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, I want to say he's on Earth. Yes. This isn't my answer. I'm just okay. He's on Earth. Is he in the town when that big robot turns up? No, oh, Rory. Come on. Fuck. Right. Remember in Thor, <laughs> where Thor's hammer gets cast out. Yeah. He's like not allowed to have his Thor his hammer anymore, and it lands on Earth, and it's stuck on the ground. Yeah. And you remember where all the hillbillies are trying to pull out the ground? Yeah. Stanley's driving one of the trucks. <laughs> trying to trying to get out the ground. This does not look good. And uh, he drives the truck, and the tr- and the axle falls out the back of the truck, and Stanley like pops his head up, going, "Whoops, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's classic." Right, um, 2011's Captain America, the first Avenger. This one I think I know, because he is a general, or he is like an army man. Correct. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Or a lieutenant. Yeah, I'll give you that one. In 2011's Captain America. Um, Stanley plays a World War II general at a press conference for Cap, where he gets mis- uh, where he gets confused and mistakes another man for Captain America. All right, okay, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, very good. Uh, okay, the one after this, uh, his cameo after this was in Avengers, twenty twelve's really? Avengers. Yeah, it comes at the very end of the film as well. In the Avengers, oh, at the end of the film, he bugger. End of the film. Is it when they're on the bridge and they're leaving everyone? No. He is in Central Park sitting on a bench or... or uh, Kind of. You're getting there. Yeah, he talks about... Work it out. Is he playing chess? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the, like the Pixar people. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. I'll give you it. You're right. Okay. Um, that basically, what happens is Lee pops up in a newsreel. Um, at the end, as a chess player oh, right. being interviewed for the first time in the Avengers, and he says, "Superheroes in New York, give me a break." That's us. I remember this now. Yeah, totally. Apparently, he's got a second cameo in the first Avengers. Did you know that? I did not know this. So, um, I won't get. I'll, I'll go through it because I think it's a. I didn't realize he had a second cameo. Lee's second cameo in the Avengers movie was cut from. Oh, it was cut from the movie. That's fine. Um, was <laughs> so I hadn't read this yet. Was cut for a time, but in a deleted scene, he's having lunch next to Captain America and urges him to get a waitress's number. Yeah, I've seen this deleted scene. Cap's sitting like at a Starbucks in New York on his own yeah. before he meets Nick Fury punching oh, the okay. punching bag. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's really melancholy because he doesn't know anyone and he's <laughs> a man out of time. 
and a waitress flirts with him and Cap's like got no game whatsoever so Stanley leans over and goes ask for our number you idiot <laughs> <laughs> uh, he call, oh, it calls Cap a moron nice <laughs> okay the next movie 2012 The Amazing Spider-Man this is one of the best cameos Andrew Garfield yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh 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 He's in the library. He's got headphones yeah, on. Yeah, in he's... the library. Headphones. Yeah. Point for Rory. And there's like a fight going on in the background. Point for Rory. Point yep. for Rory. Lee grooves out to classical music while Spider-Man and the lizard battle behind him in a library. Um, not even almost <laughs> getting... That is a great one, actually. Yeah. yeah, not even almost getting hit by a table. Lee turns around and notices the destruction of the library. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a good one. Nice. Uh, one after that. 2013's Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is the mandarin yep i don't remember this um where was this i'm reading it now television the mandarin's on television (laughs) he's also very educated guesses uh, working it up he's also an indian man who's british and comical ben kingsley Kingsley. he's a liverpool fan hello (laughs) i'm roger or whatever his name was ole 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 (laughs) ole I'm an actor. <laughs> uh, bugger. You won't get this. I I think it's a good one as well. I don't remember I don't this scene. Though. Oh! No. I almost thought it was at the start of the movie when they were in the 90s, but maybe it's not. Like, there's a party in Tony Stark's penthouse. All oh, right. No, it's not. That's not. But with uh, Eiffel 95. I'm blue. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the millennium or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's millennium yeah. year. <laughs> no, so and you don't get this point. In Iron Man 3, Lee gives a beauty contest a perfect 10. Totally. Out of 10. He gives the really good looking lady a 10. And he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Bugger. <laughs> <I'd> re- <sighs> I, you don't get it. You yeah, missed I that know, one. Okay, next one 2013's Thor the Dark World. Uh, you're not doing well. I'm give you're myself not... an X for this. It's yeah, like okay, straight away. Movie. Um, he appears as a patient in a mental institute in 2013's Thor the Dark World. Because remember. <laughs> really? <laughs> remember in that film, the. The uh, Swedish scientist, whatever his name is, is in there, and he has to get himself out so he can go help Thor in London. Nope. <laughs> nope yeah, that's how forgettable that film is. Uh, Lee loans Eric Selvig. That's his name. His shoe, but Eric Selvig hasn't got any shoes, so Stanley gives him his shoe. Who's Eric Selvig? The Swedish guy that gets possessed by Loki. Oh right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about like I thought he was a Skarsgård, but nope. yeah, that's his think, character's name. I think you should get the next one. The Winter Soldier, 2014. Oh, uh, Winter Soldier is... I might get the scene wrong. Hmm. Is, it the, is it the part where... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. They're going, they're going Assassin's Creed on everyone. <laughs> Assassin's Creed? The, like sneaking, sneaking up to a they're building. Being stealthy. Stealthy. Uh-huh. Is he one of the security guards at the door? He is a security guard. But he doesn't get hit. I'll give it to you because he is a security guard, but it's it's the wrong scene. I'll give it to you. He's a security guard. So Lee is a security guard who loses Captain America's costume because Cap stole it back in Captain America. Oh, in the museum. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're right. You got, he is a security guard, but you know, the museum where you see all the Cap memorabilia. Yeah. Cap goes to seal it back because he thinks it'll jog Bucky's memory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's worried about getting fired. Basically, that's what the caption is. (gasps) Oh, shit. Right, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Andrew Garfield's second second trope of Spider-Man. Maybe one of the best costumes in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's look, good. Co- look cool in it. It's a cool one. Some, some dubstep. Yeah. Some Jamie Lee Fox being blue and goofy. 
So bad. It's a weird film, that one. It is a weird film. It's a weird film. It does film. not look like Electra. I liked Andrew Garfield. I did. He was just a bit too old. Yeah. 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 Right. Who's, too old. who's Stanley in this? I only know it because I watched it, the film again. This is I kind watched of it recently as well. Is he in the crowd again? During uh during the Is this your go to Spider Man? Yeah, my go to <laughs> Spider Man. He's in a crowd. He's in a crowd. And he saved someone. Saved someone from some rubble. <laughs> um No is no, the answer to that. that. No, he's in a crowd, but Lee attends Peter's graduation at uh, the beginning of Spider Man two. He recognizes Peter and goes, Oh, I've seen you before from the first one. Okay, next film. We're getting to our stride here. I think you'll do well from now on. 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy, Jamie's favorite. Jamie's favorite Jamie's movie. Favorite. You probably know this. <laughs> Did you know this cameo? Yeah, I know this. I love this film. Guardians. I'll give you a clue. Oh, uh, it's quite near the start. Yes. It's, it's when Peter has got the Infinity Stone stolen by him from Gamora. And Close. then Root and Not Rocket quite. turn up. Yeah. And they're looking for Pete. Uh-huh. And they scan everyone. Uh-huh. And Stan- they scan Stanley. Did Stanley's scan- channel up a bird. Oh, is he? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon spies him in 2014's Garden of the Galaxy flirting with a young woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. He's always flirting with women. Oh. Have you ever seen Big Hero 6? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Is that a Marvel movie? It's a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah, Stanley's yeah. got a cameo in it. As a cartoon, the one that came out next, yeah. Who's Stan Lee? Shit. Uh, you're not gonna get this one either, are you? Is he a superhero? No, oh, okay, then I don't know. Okay, so is he a this isn't live action, and no, it's we'll, animated. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll put this up there. Um, but he made his first animated cinematic cameo in 2014's Big Hero 6 as Fred's father, really? Yeah, he's first shown in a portrait, apparently, huh? And then he's got a part at the, at the end. There you go. Moving on. Back to the MCU. Um, that same year, he was... Oh, no. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I won't go into that. Blue. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, the next one. Avengers Age of Ultron, 2015. That's the noise of Rory not knowing. <laughs> nah. You're not good at this game. I thought you'd be I'm, really good I'm at this bad game. At, I'm, I'm good at the ones I enjoy, I think. Because <laughs> if we go back through the ones I'll, that I I'll give right. you the clue. I'll set you the scene. Right. At the beginning of uh, Age of Ultron, they're having a, a flat party up in Avengers Tower, and they're all getting drunk. Remember that? And they're all telling war stories. And they all and try to pick up the hammer. Uh, that's after that, yeah. Oh. During the party, they're all telling war, war stories, and um, um, what you call them? Don Cheadle comes in as War Machine and is t- t- telling everyone the story about how like uh, he saved all, all the kids and stuff, and everyone's like... Is someone playing the piano? Someone's no. playing the piano, yeah. yeah. Stan Lee's in that scene as someone. Who is he? Ex-army man. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I mean, good guess. You got it right. I mean, you said they're all there for, the for like, war veterans. Okay, well, yeah, exactly. It's a war veteran party. Right. He's a war veteran. Right. So Lee pops up as a military vet in Avengers 8 of Ultron, who must be carried away after getting too drunk on Asgardian liquor um, at a victory party. And as he's getting carried out by Thor... He yells Excelsior. Oh, I got credit. What, what a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get that right? Yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Even though I fed it to you. You kind of just gave it to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, all right, Ant-Man, 2015. This is a really good one as well. Ant-Man. When you think about Ant-Man, what, what are the best scenes in Ant-Man? He's the in Mexican one of the... guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's, what does uh, Louise do? Oh, is he in one of Louise's stories? Yeah, he's in one of Louise's stories. Who is he? 
Where does Louise go? Okay, so. <laughs> As the, the drums. We go into this guy's house, and he says we need to talk to his sister, right? Now, his sister works at this bar, right? So we talk to this guy. That's, is he the guy at the bar? Yeah, he's a bartender. Well done. How did you work that out? I'm really good at quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Freaking good he at was, quotes. Yeah, he's the guy at the no, bar. Yeah, he's a grizzled yet friendly bartender and Ant-Man. Um, it's part of the story sequence Louise tells to Scott Lang. Fucking right. <laughs> okay, next one. Deadpool so, 2016. On, I need to put a tick. We're up to Ryan Reynolds' debut as Deadpool. Oh, shit. 2016. Deadpool. Crap. I was doing so well. <laughs> I think Deadpool actually names him in this as well. He breaks the fourth wall. Oh, is, oh my God, Stanley. You, can't, you don't know? Thinking too hard? Is he Deadpool at the time? No, it's towards the beginning of the film. Yeah. It's not Deadpool yet. Uh, is he in the is he in the bar where the Deadpool happens? No. No, his name is on the Deadpool. I think you're right. His name is on the Deadpool, but that's not his cameo. Oh. Does he care? Is he? Does he mention something about the name Deadpool? No. No. You don't get it. You, oh. You're not. You don't know. I'm not giving. He's it in the to bar you. though. Not in the bar. He is the DJ in the strip club that his Son uh, of a <laughs> bitch. that um uh, Deadpool's girlfriend works at. I remember they go to that scene where he tries to convince her to stop being a stripper and Stanley's behind the decks. <laughs> I remember it now. Bugger. Uh, right. Captain America Civil War 2016. This one I know. All right. Who is yeah, because we mentioned him being a postman already. He's the guy who goes, Tony Stank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony Stank. He's a FedEx driver. Yeah. Shows yeah. up with the, uh, the phone <laughs> at the end. Package for Tony Stank. <laughs> Yeah, you got and that one. Rory's like learning how to walk again. Point for Rory. Um, X Men Apocalypse is when he showed up next. So he wasn't an X Men first first class. He wasn't an X Men. Um, what was the second one that they did? Days of Future Past. Yeah, but he was in X Men Apocalypse. Uh, twenty sixteen. I want to say he's in modern day rather than. This one's actually quite sweet. Quite sweet. Did you watch that film? Yeah. That's a garbage film too. It is. It's a shame. Because I quite like the new series. Until that garbage came out. Who's in it? Who's the guy that plays Apocalypse? Uh, Paul Dameron. What's his name? He's a good actor. Yeah, really good actor. Um, Crap. Eric. He's in Ex Machina as well. Oh, Diego. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Fuck, what's his name? Good film. Ex Machina. If you've not seen that, go watch Ex Machina. Don't know. Right, in X-Men Apocalypse... He stands with the real his real wife, Joan Lee, oh. during a scene in which the apo- uh, computer, in which Apocalypse uses his powers to launch all the world's nuclear weapons into space, essentially disarming the planet. So he's outside his house with his wife and they're cuddling, watching all the nukes fly away. Oh. Yeah. That's his real wife. Wow. Cool. That's very cool. Uh right, he next appeared in Oh, I didn't know this. This is a spin-off. Here's a for a bonus point. Right. He's in Daredevil. 2015, the first season. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I got that wrong. Is he a client? Right, he's he's not in it as an actor. His picture is in it. I won't give it to you. It's oh! Bit... His picture is in it. Yeah, it's a cop-out. Is he, like, falsely imprisoned or something? No, he appears in the final episode of the first season um, in a photograph on the back wall of the police precinct. He's an honorary cop. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he's got like a little medal and a and the American flag draped over it. That's awesome. Oh. 
Um, the same thing happens in apparently Jessica Jones. The same photo. Cool. And Luke Cage. Not Iron Fist because he's mm. shit. Uh, okay, next one was Doctor Strange. Oh, I could not tell you. Is he during? Is he then during the Inception phase, where everything goes upside down and he's fighting, uh, Jin Arso, <laughs> or Jin Arso, Lakeland Arso, whatever. You know the Dutch actor. Oh, <laughs> uh, him. Yeah, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads yeah, Mikkelsen, is that his name? He's a good actor. Really good. Actor. He's a really good actor. He's probably there, but I don't know. Why. No, it's not. Oh. You're incorrect. Um, in Doctor Strange, Lee pops up on a bus in New York City reading a copy of The Doors of Perception and Doctor Strange smashes into the side of the bus and sees him through the window. Wow. The Doors of Perception, it's got some, the book he's reading has some sort of like reference to Doctor Strange mythos. It's all about weird, creepy, psychedelic stuff. And he's reading the book and he's laughing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and he's too, he's so transfixed in the book, he doesn't even realize Doctor Strange is... <laughs> There's a fight going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> there. Um, Lee doesn't pop up in Logan. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Now this one, this one started a huge fan theory about. Oh, the he cameras. is. He's in space. He is the guy. He's got a, a spacesuit on and is basically telling these really tall guys, "I used to be a postman or a policeman." Or Correct. Whatever, which is. So, like the whole yeah. conspiracy that he is a, a watcher, watcher is what they call him. So Lee's cameo in Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 has him dressed as an astronaut as he sits and tells stories to three celestial beings. These celestial beings people consider to be the watchers, making Stan Lee also a watcher, who apparently in the comic books watch over all the proceedings of all the mo- and all the books and all the storylines. So the fan theory is Stan Lee pops up as the, as these people as a watcher, watching as almost like a, a, a silent narrator. Which is quite cool. That's very cool. Next film up, we got your favorite Spider-Man: Homecoming. Fuck, we're at Homecoming already. Yep. Oh, uh, oh, oh, um, thought you'd be better at this. No, no I've got it. I've nailed right, it. Okay. He accident when Spider-Man accidentally hurts that guy for robbing his own car. Yeah, and he makes a loud is. noise. Stan Lee comes out <laughs> and is like, who's making all this noise? Such a good scene as well. hits on his neighbor. Such a good scene where Spider-Man tries to like stop a guy stealing yeah. the car, but he's just trying to break into his yeah. own car. Um, yeah, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Tick. he plays Gary, a man yelling at a window at Spidey. He, oh, warns, yeah, has a name. he warns Spider-Man, don't make me come down there, you punk. After Spidey causes a ruckus with a man trying to break into his own car, he then addresses the woman across the street. Hi, Marjorie. How's your wife? Yeah. How's your uh, how's your son or something? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, next cameo, we've got Thor Ragnarok, twenty seventeen. Oh, uh, he's the hairdresser. He's the hairdresser. Yeah, he cuts off his he hair. Cuts off Thor's <laughs> hair. <laughs> Uh, Lee's cameo in he Thor Ragnarok. Sweet old man or something. Has him wearing armbands that have sharp shears on the end of them, and use, he uses to cut Thor's hair. Um, Thor is not happy to get his hair cut when he sees the contraption Lee is wielding and tries and protests against it. But then Chris Hemsworth looks like a fucking bad ass after that. Good film. Yeah, he looks badass. Real good film. Sweet scar on his head that makes, or they've just done it to his hair. I don't know. Okay. Either way, it looks cool. Next film, 2018. We're in this year. Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh, uh, he's not in Wakanda. Nope. He is not. Yeah, think about the locations they go to. It's towards the beginning. He's in the... Think hard. 
Is he in the weird Casino Royale? Casino yeah, scene? that's exactly where he is. Where it, it's it's like a weird Casino Royale slash that other movie from James Bond where they were in an Asian casino with uh, dragons, with, with dragons. Komodo dragons. Oh, that's and stuff. um. What one's that? You're Quantum of, of Solace. No, it's not Quantum of Solace. It's the next one, uh, Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. Yes, you're right. In 2018's Black Panther, Lee shows up as a gambler in the casino. Um, it's in South Korea. Black Panther wins big and leaves his chips on the table in South Korea. And <laughs> Lee steals yeah, them. Yeah, Lee pops <laughs> up to swipe his winnings. His character is appropriately called the Thirsty Gambler. There you go. That's class. Uh, apparently in the second season of Jessica Jones, he shows up in a picture again on a billboard. Right. We're not We're not talking about these, these little blares. Right. Avengers Infinity War. He is... The big one, he the is, big mama. He is right at the start. Right at the very beginning. He, You're right. He is... Yeah, he's the... Uh, I can see him. What's he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? He's shouting... Yeah, he... Think hard. He's on the bus. Yes. What? Doing what? He's on. He's driving the bus. Yes, he's, he's driving, driving the bus. He's driving Peter's school bus. Yes, he is. Yeah. When a giant spaceship... That's up. it. When yeah. a giant spaceship hovers over New York City... Lee tells the excited school kids to calm down. What's the matter with you kids? Have you never seen a spaceship before? Classic. Uh, five in a row. That's pretty good. Five in a row. Was that five in a row? Yeah. We've got one more, because Infinity War wasn't the latest, the latest film. Uh, Ant-Man Fuck. and the Wasp. I've not seen this movie. You've not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? No. Seriously? Yeah, I never got around I to seeing it. I thought you were Mr. Marvel. It, it, was off, it, was out, it wasn't on the cinema by the time I got... Do you want me to, to, do you want to share it. it with you? The cameo, or was that? I'll guess and say he is in the quantum realm. No, unfortunately, no. You're wrong. Do they go to the quantum? They realm? do yeah. go to the quantum realm. Yeah. Uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp, Lee is about to get hit. Sorry, Lee is about to get his car hit. It'll be like a giant man Ant Man scenario. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Lee is about to get in his car when it's hit with a particle disc and it shrinks. <laughs> he doesn't seem surprised though. He says, "Well, the sixties were fun, and now I'm paying for it." <laughs> <laughs> that's class. That's a great one. So that's all your MCU Stanley cameos. There's a lot of like odd ones in this where, oh no, Venom. Have you seen yeah, Venom? You haven't said the Venom one. Yeah, yet. he's in Venom. Which is? Have you seen Venom? No, he's. Oh yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in Venom, do you want to guess? Does he, does he deliver him a pizza? No, but good, good, good. No, no, he doesn't. No. Okay. Eddie Eddie Brock walks by Lee after ha- leaving his ex fiance's house. Lee gives him some advice, hinting that he is aware of Venom's existence, saying, don't give up on her. Hmm. So, giving some relationship advice. Yeah. And for an added extra bonus, can you tell me who, uh, what Lee's, Stan Lee's cameo was in the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game? Yeah, he was in the cafe scene where... Spider-Man and MJ are in a cafe having their favorite restaurant. It's like a, an Italian place yeah. or something rather than a cafe. And then Peter leaves. And then when MJ goes up to leave, he goes, I always liked you kids. That's I'm exactly glad you're back together. Well done, Roar. Right, mark up your tallies. How many oh, did you get right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. Fourteen right. Out of? Out of? Da, da, da. Do 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 do
Okay, yeah, I'll give you a solid C for that. C plus. If you were playing playing along at home, all those yeah. listeners we might have slash don't have, how many did you get? Yeah, if you played along, please tweet at us with uh, Kidlehood. Let us know how well you did. I will. We will tweet out my scores so that you can compare. Tweet out Roy's scores. Good game though. Really good game. We should put. We should put I more. Sucked at that game. Yeah, we should, should be put more, more observant. Put more quizzes in the podcast. I think yeah. Greg would like it. Greg would nail them. I love a good quiz. Yeah. good trivia quiz. Good trivia quiz. You think Cam will listen to this? Cam will. Cam loves the pod now. Oh, he thought the last last week's pod was the best one. It was a good one. Classic actually. comedy with little blonde boys. Need to try and stop talking over each other. That's the big feedback I got from the poop dog. The poop was, dog. Yeah, she was like, oh, really, Hooper. really like the podcast. You guys need to stop talking over each other because it's really hard to keep oh, up. Shut up, Hooper. Shut up, Amy. You try and record a, a podcast. Not being professionals and stuff. With your naysaying. Jesus. Anyway, that was us for <laughs> this week, episode eight. Episode Our eight. Big thank you to Stanley. Thank, thank you very you. much, Stanley, for being you. RIP. Being a good guy. Uh, we'll be back next week with our regular schedule program, along with a possible special edition. We may have a guest, we may not. That's the fun thing about this podcast. It's pretty on the day. On the day. <laughs> well, Who's available on the day? On the no, day. Uh, I like to think I put in quite we a bit of organize some of it. I, I like yeah. to think I put enough, a lot of educational prep in yeah. throughout the week and organize Gregor's timetable. Yeah. Um, and Cam is really nice and lets us, you know, let's just do it in his living and room. drinks his Pepsi Max when I'm not. When I'm driving. Yes, we will need to yeah. buy more. He's going to be very upset when he comes back from work today. Yeah, <laughs> just just to clarify, Cam, if you make it to the end of this podcast, sorry, I just dragged your last Pepsi Max. It was Jamie, it wasn't Sorry. Jamie. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll be back next week. Outro. For roughly the last hour and a half, you've been listening to Kittlehood, everybody. The podcast where we talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows, video games, and the odd celebrity impression along the way. Uh, say hello to your mother for me. Say hello to your mother for me. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud. We post every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Just in time for your commute. Say goodbye, Rory. Goodbye. Goodbye. Excelsior. Excelsior.